Welcome to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by League Apps. League Apps is the leading youth sports management platform, providing organizations with the technology and professional development they need to run, grow, and win. On a mission to bring the benefits of sport to kids everywhere, they go beyond technology to provide leaders with professional development and relationship building, and to work with sports-based organizations to address issues of accessibility and equality. To learn more, find them at League Apps com or as league apps on all of the social networks now here's the host of the show longtime soccer broadcaster and voice of united soccer coaches dean linky another great show today and we kick it off with generation adidas international vice president and general manager for north america jeremy parkins talking about an incredible collaboration between generation adidas international and united soccer coaches that will allow you to attend the UEFA Women's Euros, July 9th through 19th, an all-inclusive type packaging that is amazing where you attend six games and interact with some of the great leaders, legends of United Soccer Coaches, bonus coverage, bonus events. It is really, really cool. Speaking of cool, May is API Heritage Month, so we are joined by the leaders of the API Coaches community. That includes their chair, Ashu Saxena as well as Binghamton women's head coach, Neil Batacharji, Kings Hammer SC Youth Club Grassroots Director, Michelle Okamara, and our 30 Under 30 guest, who also is an ally for the API coaches community, will join us for the API Heritage Month discussion and then have his own one-on-one with me as part of our 30 Under 30 spotlight. Did I tell you it was a cool show? It's a cool show, and it starts after this message. From our presenting sponsor, League Apps. We bet you didn't get into this business for the back office duties. That's why we created League Apps, the industry's leading youth sports management platform. So you can spend less time with busy work and more time doing what you love. League Apps provides organizations with the technology and professional development they need to run, grow, and win. Go to leagueapps.com to learn more. League Apps is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by League Apps. Once again, here's the host of the show, Dean Linky. Generation Adidas International, powered by Inspire Sport, is proud to be a partner with United Soccer Coaches to offer you an exclusive soccer experience at the 2022 UEFA Women's Euros. Your trip will begin on July 9th, 2022 and return on July 19th, 2022 and will include tickets to six matches, coaching education with United Soccer Coaches, surprise coach education opportunities, exclusive access to tour both Etihad Stadium and Old Trafford, cultural activities, and so much more. The 2022 UEFA Women's Euros will begin on July 6th with the final set for July 31st. You can stay up to date with the tournament by going to United Soccer Coaches, finding the link, or you can also find it at Generation Adidas. We'll get to that in a moment. With guest appearances, don't miss the opportunity to attend and learn from one of the biggest events in the women's game alongside some extraordinary coach education. Pricing includes your landed costs. You will need to purchase your own airfare or United Soccer Coaches and Generation Adidas can assist from the international airport you choose. The program is open to any active United Soccer Coaches members over the age of 18. Please contact the United Soccer Coaches Member Services team member at membership 
at unitedsoccercoaches.org. This is going to be the first of three interviews as next week we will have the longtime and legendary coach honor award winner for United Soccer Coaches, Coaches Illinois, Janet Rayfield. And then the following week, we'll have Becky Burley and Celia Slater. But to kick it off, we have Jeremy Parkins, who's the Vice President and General Manager of Generation Adidas International, powered by Inspire Sport. He is the North American Vice President and General Manager, and Jeremy joins me now. Jeremy, welcome to the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Dean, it's a pleasure to be speaking with you, and we're beyond excited to be working with United Soccer Coaches on this exciting opportunity at the Women's Heroes. Yeah, let's talk about how you decided to collaborate. Obviously, Adidas is a major, major supporter of United Soccer Coaches. Who thought up this amazing idea? And talk about the collaboration. Our uh, CEO here in North America is Billy Hartman, and uh, Jeff Van Dusen obviously is doing some great work there uh, with United Soccer Coaches. And we've been talking for a while about how we can provide uh, value to United Soccer Coaches and, and the coaching membership across the country. And it was uh, looking at events like this. We worked and partnered together on the 2019 Women's World Cup. We took about 50 coaches uh, in partnership with United Soccer Coaches over to that event. And it was an extraordinary event with Nancy Feldman and, and, and April Heinrichs. And so looking at the Women's Euros, it only made sense to, to try to replicate that. And, and talking to Jeff and, and uh, Billy, we, we, we really just said, you know, let's give the coaches something unique Let's bring on some guests uh, that can provide outstanding coaching education. We've got some surprise pro club visits, and then you get a chance to see six games, which, which is going to be incredible. Yeah, you know what is truly incredible is just the involvement of the women's game. Of course, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about equality. In the meantime, though, out of football and so many avenues now to enjoy the women's game, and this will just be another great opportunity to enjoy the women's game, right? Absolutely. And I think to celebrate it, if you look at the strides that the women's game has made, you know, over the last 10 years and especially over, over the last two years, it, it's 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 outstanding. And we need to celebrate the game. We need to support the women's game more and we need to continue to uh, have these exciting opportunities for people to, to, to go experience it at, at, at some of the highest levels. Again, Generation Adidas International, powered by Inspire Sport, is proud to partner with United Soccer Coaches to offer you an exclusive soccer experience at the 2022 UEFA Women's Euros, the first of a three-part series beginning on this week's show with Jeremy Parkins, who's the Vice President and General Manager for Generation Adidas in the North America part. And Jeremy, one of the things that uh, I was able to do with United Soccer Coaches back in 2014 was travel with coaches over to Europe while the World Cup was going over in Brazil. We had 14 or 15 amazing experiences. We went to Holland and Spain and Belgium and France. And one of the things that uh, I know when you say surprise, you mean surprise, because next thing you know, we were sitting in the middle of Ajax's training session. I mean, you guys really get access to incredible teams and incredible personalities, right? Absolutely. And we pride ourselves on not only the access that we're able to provide, which is, is truly unique in this industry, but also the uh, all inclusiveness of our of our experiences. We want to make this a bespoke experience for the coaches so that they're able to really enjoy themselves and not have to worry about any part of the trip. And then being able to, to get them access to these these pro clubs, uh, to players, to coaches, the academy. Uh, these experiences are things that for some of them, it's a once in a lifetime experience. And, and we pride ourselves on being able to do that. And 
obviously partnering with United Soccer Coaches and, and the extraordinary job that you guys do, it, it really is a unique opportunity that, that pe people are just going to fall in love with. You know, you often hear the expression, you know, if you love what you do, it's not work. And I think it's important to kind of reiterate what you said. You're going to make it easy. United Soccer Coaches is going to make it easy. They all love soccer. So it's not like there's anything stressful about this. You're going to learn. You're going to grow. You're going to enjoy the games and you're going to meet new people. You're going to be able to network with new people. I don't, it's all positive, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the, the pieces that we want coaches to understand is that we want this to be very easy for you. We will help you with your flight. We take care of the hotel, the transportation, the meals. Uh, we're working with United Soccer Coaches on the coach education, the pro club visits. So for the coaches, all they really need to do is make the decision to go. And then when they call us, you're actually talking to somebody and, and you're going to be able to, 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 to talk to people that are experts in this industry and, and really make sure that they have an experience from the moment they register until the moment that they come back from the trip that they can look back on and be like, wow, that, that was really impressive. This collaboration between Generation Adidas International and United Soccer Coaches around the 2022 UEFA Women's Euros. Again, it'll be July 9th through July 19th. That's just around the corner. There's still time to get involved, to get signed up. It's not that expensive as well. So go ahead and do it. You can go to membership at unitedsoccercoaches.org. You can call United Soccer Coaches. Is there anybody else they can call, Jeremy? What's the best way to <laughs> they can talk to somebody? Who do they call? Yeah, I mean, I think you said it best. They can call United Soccer Coaches. They can visit our website, generationadidasinternational.com. There's a phone number and there's an email on there that they can reach out to. We'll follow up with anybody that has any questions right away. Make sure that they're comfortable with the trip that they have a, a full understanding of everything that we're going to be doing. One of the things that I always recommend people that are considering on going on one of these trips to do is, is ask us for some references. We're, we're happy to give uh, people that might be on the fence a list of coaches that have, that, that have gone on uh, prior trips and, and talk to them. And, and I think being able to, to recommend these types of trips is one of the most neat things that we get out of it is is by providing this experience that people want to talk about it so they can reach out we'd love to talk to them we'd love to talk to the coaches get involved the 2022 uefa women's euros in, in collaboration with generation adidas international powered by inspire sport and united soccer coaches jeremy parkins the vice president and general manager before we let you go generation adidas international tell us what that is and, and what makes it so great dean thank you so Generation Adidas International has been around for about 20 years. Uh, Billy Hartman started it uh, 20 years ago and has grown it from the ground up. Uh, as you can imagine, COVID was pretty difficult uh, on, the, on the, the business, being an international uh, travel business. And um, thankfully, we've been able to uh, come out on the other end of it. We have a very exciting partnership with Inspire Sport, which is based in Manchester, and their, their, their entire team to not only continue to offer high quality uh, international travel and soccer experiences for youth clubs, high schools, colleges, pro clubs, going right into the pro academies are some of the biggest tournaments and events in the world, being able to really focus on the sport of soccer, mixing in uh, some cultural activities and giving them an experience that, like I said earlier, for most of them, it's a one in a lifetime experience. We do um, together about 600 trips a year throughout Europe. And so it's something that we do 
very well. We pride ourselves in the quality of what we do, our customer service, and uh, we want to continue to give people the opportunity to travel. We, we, we really feel that if you get a chance to experience the sport of soccer and you get a chance to travel, it makes all of us better. And we couldn't be more, more proud of the opportunity to partner with United Soccer Coaches. I'm pretty proud to learn that you, like me, are from a small town in Northwest Ohio. Talk a little bit about your background, where you grew up, uh, where you've been. I know the Columbus crew is in there. I know you're in the ATL. Tell us a little bit about your background, sir. Absolutely, Dean. You know, I grew up in Northwest Ohio, in Bluffton, Ohio, um, a small, proud town of about 3,000, and, and played high school there, uh, played in college, and then I was fortunate enough to play on the reserve team with the crew uh, in Columbus for two years, and then I was able to coach in college for four at Capital University and Urbana University, and uh, in 2007, I was given the opportunity to join uh, the Columbus crew to um, help start the player development system. And so from 2007 to 2018, I was working and overseeing uh, the player development system there, uh, the academy, and uh, really being able to, to help grow it um, and get it off the ground. And, and there's some exciting people there now doing some really, really good work. And then uh, being able to come down here to Atlanta, uh, my wife uh, got relocated down here and, and she works in the NBA with the Atlanta Hawks. And so we've embraced the city of Atlanta and, and everything that it, that it has to offer and obviously the exciting uh, culture down here with Atlanta United. That is outstanding. Jeremy Parkins, the vice president and general manager with Generation Adidas. Generation Adidas International, powered by Inspire Sport, is proud to be a partner with United Soccer Coaches to offer you an exclusive soccer experience at the 2022 UEFA Women's Euros. Your trip will begin on July 9th, 2022 and return on July 19, 2022 and will include tickets to six, count it, six matches coaching education with United Soccer Coaches, surprise coaching education opportunities, exclusive access to one-of-a-kind stadiums, cultural activities, and so much more. Jeremy Parkins, put an exclamation, a final statement on why coaches should jump on board right now, sign up, and find their way over to the 2022 UEFA Women's Euros. Dean, you get the opportunity to have a customized experience uh, in Europe, as a part of the Euros, you get a chance to see England, Spain, Germany, Switzerland, Italy play these, these, these games. And it's, it's an experience that it'll be once in a lifetime. And I promise the coaches, you'll walk away from it asking yourselves, when are we doing the next trip? I love it. Jeremy Parkins, the pride of Bluffton, Ohio, from somebody who is number two million in little old Gibsonburg to talk to a main man from Bluffton. It's my pleasure, Jeremy Parkins. Thanks for doing this. And we'll have uh, Janet Rayfield on next week. And then, of course, we'll have Becky Burley and Celia Slater. What perspective will they bring? Gosh, Dean, they're going to be able to bring uh, perspective from a coaching and playing standpoint at, at some of the highest levels in the world. And for the coaches to be able to connect uh, with people, with, with, with coaches like them and, and, the, and the, their experiences, their knowledge, I think it, it adds and takes this trip to a whole nother level.
Remember, this program is open to any active United Soccer Coaches member. Please contact the United Soccer Coaches member services team member at membership at unitedsoccercoaches.org to register right now. And as Jeremy said, call United Soccer Coaches as well. They're ready to get you registered and going. Jeremy Parkins, Vice President GM North America for Generation Adidas International. Thanks for putting this together and thanks for kicking off a three-part series on the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Thank you, Dean. It's a pleasure talking to you and everybody United Soccer Coaches. It's going to be a great trip, everybody. Sign up. Sign up now. Sign up quickly. Bring friends. It's going to be incredible to experience the added bonus of having people like Janet and Becky and Celia involved as well with the great work that Jeremy Parkins is doing and Erica Dyer, and it's just, it's fantastic. We're just off and rolling. May is indeed a busy month as it's also API Heritage Month, and we come back. We'll talk to the leaders of the API coaches community within United Soccer Coaches. Performance analysis is now recognized as having a crucial role to play in any coaching program. United Soccer Coaches Performance Analysis Level 1 Special Topics Diploma will provide coaches with real-world examples of how analysis is being used to enhance the individual player development process and maximize team performance. Additionally, successful candidates will achieve Level 1 accreditation as an Applied Performance Analyst from the International Society of Performance Analysis of Sport. Register now by visiting the Master Course Schedule on unitedsoccercoaches.org. This is Neil Batacharji, head coach of the Binghamton University Women's Soccer Program. May is Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And this month is an opportunity for Asian Pacific Islander members to carry their voice and really showcase and imprint the opportunity given to API coaches and the impact that we can have on the game of soccer. My name is Michelle Okamura and I'm the grassroots director at King Hammer Soccer Club. May is Asian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And to me, that means increased representation for all Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. Hi, I'm Elias Perezetune, and I'm the Community Outreach Manager and Training Program Director at Morris Elite Soccer Club. May is Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and it's an opportunity for us to learn about another culture and celebrate diversity. This is Ashu Saksena, and I am Chair of the API Coaches Community. May is API Heritage Month, and it's all about celebration of the people and this beautiful game with United Soccer Coaches. And I'm Dean Linky, just lucky enough to be the host of the United Soccer Coaches podcast. And as you just heard, May is indeed Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. And we're so pleased to be with the newly named API Coaches Community, formerly the API Coaches and Allies Advocacy Group, led by Ashu, as well as joined by Neil and Michelle and Ilias. It's going to be a great show as we talk about the progress that the API coaches community has made over the last year. I say that because a year ago, a shoe and company were just getting, for lack of a better word, the API coaches advocacy group, again, now known as the API coaches community, sanctioned to be part of the United Soccer Coaches family. That has happened. They are entrenched and they are doing amazing things. So with that, I want to turn it over to a shoe for opening comments about the progress that has been made and we'll hear from everybody on this panel and talk about today and the future for the api coaches community as again we celebrate may as asian pacific american heritage month so a shoe let's talk about the progress you've seen with united soccer coaches and the api coaches community in the past year it has been uh, quite 
an eventful year. Last year at this time, our logo said now forming as a group. And so we weren't officially a part of United Soccer Coaches at the moment, but because we have demonstrated that we are in it for the long haul, we have a lot of numbers, a lot more coaches for us to find. But in, in this past year, we've just have met so many from a variety of places all over the globe, literally. We now have social media. And so we've attracted members through that medium. So we've met some through social media. We've met through some through United Soccer Coaches. And I think just the general awareness of people knowing that there is a group like us out there. The NCA has taken on some initiatives. NWSL is, you know, they're promoting some of their API players. We're more a part of the conversation. And I think that is a huge amount of progress. I'll give you an example. In United Soccer Coaches, there are various committees, you know, for example, a scholarship committee or ethics committee and such. And we have just made it very much an intent to be a voice in many of the realms of United Soccer Coaches. And so just to be represented and to have a voice and to be on different committees is hugely important. As we've learned um, in this past year, there's been a lot of progress in terms of awareness, but then statistically out in the real world, there's been some challenges. The hate and such has gone up and even legislation, there's been some improvements, but then some steps back. And so we continue to try to find places where we can have a voice and, and continue to advocate. And in United Soccer Coaches, over the past couple of months, I'd say they've moved into recognizing us as a coaching community. And so the advocacy groups have taken on more of a title of a coaching community, in which case advocacy is a part of it and networking is a part. And I'll talk a little bit more about some of those aspects. Just the involvement over the past year has just really been incredible. And to be recognized on the same pl platform as all the, of the other groups is really satisfying. Neil, you were so wonderful a year ago. What's your take right now? Yeah, it's certainly been terrific to see how much we've grown. You know, I think our first call, if I remember, I think it was just four faces on the screen. And that was the very first conversation. And now we've been growing um, ever since then. So it's been wonderful to see. I think really a big key moment for us was convention in Kansas City. So many of us had met over Zoom, but didn't get an opportunity to really connect with on a personal and in-phase type of situation. So to be in that setting in Kansas City, where we actually had a couple sessions, and you can see how much our group had grown, how we fit in with the other advocacy groups of United Soccer Coaches really was a telling moment. So just seeing the numbers and now seeing just our presence and, and seeing everyone finally face to face as we're kind of hopefully, you know, getting out of some of these uh, COVID protocols. It's been a wonderful ascension for, for us to all see. Neil, of course, is now the six-year head coach at Binghamton for their women's soccer team. And we always have had a great relationship with Binghamton when I say we, the United Soccer Coaches Association. Michelle Okamara, I remember your story because, of course, I'm from Ohio and we were talking about King's Hammer and you were talking about some of the issues you have to deal with every single day a year later with this group. How are you feeling about things? Our group has come a long way in the last year. While there's still a lot of progress to be made in the soccer community, as well as just like the community at large, I do think that there's been a lot of progress. Just like our group has grown, it's been really cool this month to watch sports and see athletes who are of Asian descent be promoted by their leagues, be promoted by different organizations. And that's something that a year ago, I don't know that I really noticed. And five years ago, I definitely didn't notice. So, you know, I think that 
our group coming in at this time, the timing is really good because there are a lot of people who are interested in expanding their knowledge of the Asian community and Pacific Islander community. So it's been really, really great. Neil Bhattacharji, Michelle Okamara, and Ashusak Swena. In a moment, we're going to welcome in an ally who will also be recognized even deeper a little later on this show as part of our 30 Under 30 interview, and that is Elias Perez-Satune. And Neil, you know, look, one of the deals is for us to appreciate everything that is going on with the Asian Pacific American people, I think we need to understand who they are, right? So I look at this right now and I see you, Neil, you look a little bit different than a shoe who looks a little different than Michelle. And then we've got a great ally and I look different than all of you. So Neil, when you hear that Asian Pacific American, can you educate us, particularly some of us that aren't so bright on, on what that means and what that covers? Well, you're absolutely right in that it's a very diverse group. And with that carries a lot of complexities, different ethnicities, histories, language, food, customs, religions. So it's not one big homogeneous group. It's a very diverse and complex group. What you may see as far as cultures and traditions of Filipinos versus Chinese versus Japanese versus Indian versus Thai versus Cambodian versus Pakistani, it is quite a, a diverse group. But, you know, in many ways, we share a lot of the common interests. You know, we want to we want to have a voice. You can certainly see our impact throughout society. I, I think here in the U.S., I'm just talking about this country specifically, we make up about 7% of the U.S. population. And now we're starting to see that influence show across in, in athletics. And certainly here in, in, in the sport of soccer, you see more and more kids playing it, you see more and more and more people such as us that are involved in athletics administration, in coaching, and it's wonderful. So this certainly can be a space for us as well. And I think from the other side, if you look at it from our own perspective, a lot of times we don't necessarily think of pushing the API ethnicities into athletics. You know, we might be looking at certain educational endeavors or other activities where it's quote unquote more appropriate for API members to, to be involved in. Whereas now you could see more and more people of API heritage and ethnicities getting involved in athletics and in sports, seeing the benefits of it, just really helping us in terms of having more of a voice, being of, of further integration into this society, bringing about more contributions on this scale. Well said. Michelle, on its simplest form, when you start with Asian American, I do think most of the world can easily identify with what they think that looks like, right? And then you see your name, Michelle Okamara, and I feel like people can identify what that name is tied to, and they'll probably guess, you know, is that Japanese, Chinese, Taiwan, Korean, you know, that type of thing for sure, right? But as you align with the Pacific Americans as well, why is that important to you to make sure the Asian American and the Pacific American lines together? For me, the importance of being inclusive really comes from giving people a voice. Being as inclusive as we can as an API group, I think is really important. Allyship and advocacy provides platforms for people who don't otherwise have it and where up until a year ago, there wasn't an API platform making sure that we are inclusive of anybody who can fall into that umbrella and then some so that we're not taking away a voice from somebody else for the sake of giving ourselves a voice is important. So the more inclusive we can be, I think the better in the long run. Michelle, thanks for those comments. And it reminds me of our discussion a year ago when front and center, there was so much racial bias toward Asian Americans geared around COVID and all kinds of hate. 
Uh, I feel like that's still out there. And because of that, there's also mental health issues around Asian Americans that we need to be aware of. And I would love to get comments from Ashur or anyone that wants to add on to that. You're correct. The mental health stems from a variety of places. I mean, certainly with what's been going on the past two years with hate, hatred, racism, um, you see it in the news, you hear about it. There's other cultural aspects uh, about not talking about mental health issues. You know, it's not part of the culture. Oftentimes we're told or brought up to, to give a response that we're okay and things are going to be fine and not really dig into the real issues that are apart. So hatred can be a part. Culturally, it can be very difficult to not feel like you're a part of a lot of conversations. Sometimes it's the numbers, you know, being the only one in a group setting, whether it's a workplace or on a team or in a classroom. There's all kinds of um, issues, but I think particularly in the API community, the cultural aspects of sort of suppressing feelings or in terms of athletics, as Neil alluded to, a lot of Asians are, you know, told or brought up to be, um, you know, academics is the first priority and we should be doctors or engineers or in uh, something to do with computers. So sometimes grappling with expectations alone. It's very unrealistic to expect every Asian child to be good at math as a stereotype might go or pursue something that is science when they really don't want to. And I think having a, a voice, um, having mentorship, which is a part of our group, is really important to look after each other as, as humans first and not so much just what one does. But um, as, as you alluded to also, Dean, about a month ago was the uh, World Semicolon Day. And so we had two members from our API group, Chris Malinab and Chris Lee, be your guests and offer you know, resources, also just provide an outlet or a place and try to suggest communication as being a, a very important first step. Michelle, I want to go back to you to sort of add more to that, because you touched on some of the things that you were dealing with. And, you know, I grew up in Ohio and Michelle, you know, I went to Ohio University and I did not see a ton of Asian Americans. And I don't know if that's still the case in Ohio, if you're seeing growth, but if it is still the case, then does that mean you're still dealing with some of this blatant racism or subliminal racism or passive aggressive racism, any of the above? Yeah, I mean, I think two years ago was a, a lot more blatant racism. Um, Ohio is still struggles with a lack of diversity. Um, in Cincinnati specifically, there is a very big white population and a very big black population. And any other minority finds itself like it's really hard to find community. There are, I think, more kind of pockets of uh, diversity, like Northern Cincinnati, for example, um, up near Mason. There's a pretty big API community that's that's growing right now. The last year, things have gotten better in the sense that there's not like blatant racism. Like there were right after right after COVID really hit and things were locked down. I experienced several just very blatant racist comments from people that I had never interacted with before just walking down the street and those have gone away awareness is a big part of it there are still microaggressions that I think a lot of people don't realize they think they're making a joke and it it's it's not a joke to me but it's not blatant and I don't think that it's always like a, a bad intention behind comments like that so things overall are better I think there's a lot of room for progress Neil, tying it all together, I've got to believe from where you sit, people 
think you're black, right? They think you're African-American perhaps. And how do you deal with that as you try to tell people who you are and what you're made of, where you came from? Yeah, I can certainly see how people would get that in terms of, you know, first glance, first look, in no way and in, in, in shape. Am, am I offended by it? Uh, you know, I, I understand, you know, it's, um, you know, people can 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 make a, a judgment based on initial first appearances. But I'd like to say I've, I've become much more comfortable in terms of talking about my ethnic heritage and my background. Quite honestly, it was something that I wasn't that open about, especially within coaching, simply because there are few of us. You know, I didn't want it to be viewed as something that was going to be looked upon as a negative. I read a story about uh, a certain individual in England. He wasn't able to go from the reserve team to the first team. And the reason behind that was the coach told him, well, we've never had uh, a player of Asian heritage make it to the first team. I don't want to take a chance on you in case that doesn't happen. That's why I'm going with this other player instead. And you hear stuff like that, and it really becomes heartbreaking. And then it, 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 it's important that we advocate for ourselves, that you know people know that we're capable human beings in many different sectors and segments of society, but that we can do this in athletics, whether it's coaching, whether it's playing, refereeing, being an administrator, we can have our space and we can be pretty damn good at it. For me, I've, I've just gotten a lot more confidence in terms of celebrating my own background and having others around me that um, you know I've, I've, I've been able to meet through this advocacy group. Once again, Neil, big time comments. I love having you on the show. I love your confidence and I love what you bring as part of this incredible group. And speaking of this group, Ashu, educate me and everybody else. Sometimes we see AAPI, sometimes we see API. Tell us why and tell us how it should be. A great question. And so, so our name has um, evolved because originally we were AAPI and AAPI stands for Asian American Pacific Islander. There have been a lot, a lot of discussion among all kinds of groups um, on, on a global scale. And particularly in our country, the feeling is that none of the other groups add American to it. So we don't say Black American or Latino American. And so by saying Asian American, that's almost making people of Asian heritage a stranger. <laughs> you know, we have to add on American to ensure that they're American. And so we don't do that with other groups. And so to be on the same page, we should not have to add a, you know, hyphen American to it. We're certainly proud, you know, to, to have the heritage and, and many of us, you know, born and raised here in America. And then the other part of it is that to be a part of a group, we have some who are, you know, global you know, so they might be located in Japan or Singapore, or we just uh, had someone join us from Kuwait. You know, they're a part of United Soccer Coaches, but they aren't, you know, American necessarily. They're in Kuwait or they're in Japan or, you know, they're in other places. That's a bit of uh, the background. Now I want to welcome in one of the allies and somebody that you're going to hear a lot more about on this show because he is this week's featured 30 under 30 member as it's Ilas Perez Satune. And Elias, I remember in the interview, which will follow this interview, you talked about how you have jumped on the API Coaches Community Group. Remind us, you know, we're going to hear it in a moment, but remind us why and why it was important for you to be here as we celebrate Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Sure. Th thanks, Dean. Um, I guess the, the main reason why was, was through my mentor, Johnny Collins. And since the, the first meeting, everyone was super welcoming and it's something that I've continued to carry on throughout yeah, these, these past couple months. Just touching back to Shu's earlier point about me mental health, and this may be a mental health awareness month. W one of the biggest gifts 
I've probably received of, of being in this community of the API group it is I, I got to listen in on Chris Malinab's workshop that day. So, so I'm, I know what she was talking about and yeah, there's, there's a lot of talented coaches within this organization and it, I, I'd be a fool not to, not to want to listen to and try to soak up everything that they have to share. See, I, I love that answer. And Michelle and Neil, you go first. I mean, look, United Soccer Coaches, one of the things that we're looking at is we need to get younger. So when you have somebody like Elias, a member of our 30 under 30, stepping up because he loves what United Soccer Coaches is about, that's one thing. But then stepping up to be an ally for a group as important as yours, that's a whole different level, in my opinion, and a level that needs to be recognized. Michelle, please tell me that warms your heart, and then I'll let Neil follow up on that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think for for me, as I've been as I've been growing as a coach, you know, I had other groups that I either am a part of or I fell into as an ally that I was able to learn and grow from. And so it's really great to see others benefiting from the same the same kind of setup and system that United Soccer Coaches provides through its community coaching groups and advocacy advocacy programs. Yeah, and to follow up with that, uh, I, I can tell you from my own experience, I was invited to um, listen to some of the conversations that the Black Coaches Advocacy Group had during the COVID lockdown. I knew a number of the coaches within that group was very pleased that they would allow me to come into, you know, very personal space, but, you know, started to hear some of their conversations, what they spoke about in terms of their own experiences, you know, if they had difficulties with referees, and could that be tied back to their race? Absolutely, that was the case for some of them. And I've and I've had that question too. I've had the experience of where, you know, I, I walk out of the bus or I get into the game field and someone with game operations or something like that was like that will come up to me and say, Hey, can I meet with your head coach? Well, I am your head coach. You know, I'm I'm here. And it just goes to show that, you know, we don't get into those spaces enough for people to see us. And when we are there, it's just different. And I know in many of those ways, it's not an outward racist type of statement, but there's that uh, assumption that, well, this isn't your space. So who's the real guy? And sometimes that can hurt even more than the outward racist type of comments that you can hear. And so, you know, when I heard that from the black coaches, and then you saw everything that was happening too, in terms of the social protests during the time with Black Lives Matter. I mean, showing that was an inspiration for our group because we were dealing with certain situations of our own as an API group. There's a lot of things that I took away from the black coaches that really have been helpful in terms of our formative time here with API. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, we are so happy that he's a part of our group. We have also Stacy Wilson from Black Coaches Group that regularly attends, uh, Bo Farrell. He's a white coach here in North Carolina who has just uh, been great to our group and listens in and contributes and offers suggestions, um, you know, as we go forth. So at the end of the day, this global game that we have, we all share in it. So to look after each other and to have an interest and a curiosity about what each other goes through and what we're about is is huge. And I think more power to everybody because as Ilias knows, I share the document, our working document that uh, we have. He's able to bring that back to the Latino coaches and then give some ideas. Maybe we get some ideas that they're working on. And so at the end of the day, we can we can all work together towards improving this game and improving opportunities for all. May is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. We come back, we'll talk more of the API coaches community, including their top man, Asusak Suena. We're having a good time here. Stay with us on the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. 
United Soccer Coaches would like to thank all 2022 convention attendees, exhibitors, presenters, and volunteers for reuniting in Kansas City. You can relive all of the special moments from the awards banquet and All-America Ceremony and Reception by watching the recordings now available on unitedsoccercoachesconvention.org. Remember to save the date for the 2023 convention in Philadelphia, January 11th through 15, 2023. May is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, and we're here with the leaders of the API coaches community, including the chair for United Soccer Coaches, Ashu Saksuena, who's been such a fantastic supporter of United Soccer Coaches, and to be fair, United Soccer Coaches podcast. We went to break talking about future plans. You're now officially sanctioned, so look, I don't want to wait a year to talk to you, but I do want to know some of the things that you want to try to accomplish. So we'll start with you, Ashu. What are one or two things that you do want to accomplish here in the next 365 days for the API coaches community? Thanks, Dean. Yeah, in the past year, a lot of it was focused on growing our membership, making sure we're getting oriented into what United Soccer Coaches is doing with, with uh, the different coaching communities. And so this year is all about action. We want to be a prominent voice in uh, United Soccer Coaches all throughout. So um, we have groups working on advocacy, um, in which case we're uh, putting together an anti-racism resource page. We're working on, again, Convention 23, which we're, we're excited about, that we had opportunities this past convention. We hope to be um, even better and stronger uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, we have an awards, rankings, honors committee, scholarships, and grants. These are all situations where API hasn't had the opportunity to have representation and a voice. So we are jumping in full forward and, and trying to take action in a variety of areas. We have a marketing subgroup in terms of social media and blogs. Um, Bailey has done a great job in uh, giving us a voice and, and rotating through all of the coaching communities. Um, we want to do a couple of projects in, with coaching education to help be a resource for coaches who are interested in finding out more about, you know, culturally, you know, how to coach or how to work with other colleagues and to be uh, much more fluent with the language of, of a what API is about. Plan to work on mentorship, connecting the older veteran coaches and guiding newer coaches we are on um, people's lists to send us college opportunities as an example, or MLS sends us um, opportunities that are out there um, with their programs. And that has never happened for API um, coaches. So we're excited about that aspect. Eventually a coaching trip that we'd love to put together, um, different service outreach programs. We have different connections with a variety of um, organizations such as coaches across continents, women win. Wellness is still a big part. You, you touched on mental health and wellness in the API community is really, really important. And of course, some of the fun stuff, social, you know, to have a mixer, hopefully um, this during Heritage Month, uh, you know, be virtual and to get to some of the social networking um, that is a part of our mission. So we're excited about this year in 2022. We hope to make it all about action. Well said, Ashu. And Neil Batacharji, I love the fact that you also represent college soccer. You know, I'm a massive college soccer fan. I've been calling college soccer a long time. So perhaps, you know, maybe one of your couple things here is related to college soccer. It doesn't have to be. But Neil, I do like the fact that you represent college soccer as part of the API coaches community. Yeah, and one thing that we definitely want to do is we want to be able to educate and empower other those of API heritage. You know, growing up, I didn't have teammates that look like me. 
I didn't have coaches that looked like Michelle. So the fact that now we are in those positions, hopefully we can help those that are younger than us to know, to know like, hey, this is a place that you can be in. You can do this as a player. You can get into coaching. This definitely is a is an occupation where you're going to be safe, welcomed, and, and you can be successful at it. So when we were at convention, you know, seeing some of the younger people that were part of our group was heartwarming because, you know, I felt like right away there were a couple of people that I could, you know, take under my wing, be a mentor to. And they had an experience different than mine where they did see someone that looked like them in, in a position of, you know, being a head division one coach, such as myself, or working at a premier club like, like Michelle's doing in Ohio. Definitely want to educate and empower those. The other thing too, is when it comes to the diversity of the group, I just want to learn from other people within our group. Like, I want to know what they, what they do in Japan, Thailand, you know, how, how they were able to qualify for the women. World Cup, what they do in Lebanon, what they do in Bangladesh. I, I think there's a tremendous diversity in terms of how you play the game and then how you can teach and coach it. And I think that's a huge bonus to our group. And, and what are some takeaways from that? And I know we're trying to avoid generalizations, but getting back to mental health awareness, as Ashu had mentioned, you know, there is a bit of a stigma within the Asian population, um, just talking openly about mental health awareness. So having conversations with people like Chris Lee, Chris Melanab, who are, who are fantastic in terms of of, you know, talking about their experiences. You know, I think we could be a group that can hopefully start to break some of that taboo down, really make this more open place. Because it is something as an Asian population, we're, we're not as open to, you know, we try to kind of keep that under wraps. And it's it's something that definitely is a concern. And certainly I could tell you as a college coach, we're, we're seeing it, you know, with the students in, in, in my population, the unfortunate um, examples at Stanford, we had, um, you know, a student athlete that we lost right here at Binghamton uh, with our men's lacrosse program. Um, some other sports. It's something that we need to pay quite a bit of attention to. And I think within our community, even more so because we just, we just want to get rid of that stigma and taboo and, and really treat it with the deserving attention it, uh, it calls for. Phenomenal take. Michelle Okamara, as you see the growth and the continued progress, what are a couple of things you want to see accomplished here in the next 365 days? I think I would second everything that's, that's been said. For me, Personally, the, the biggest thing that I'd like to accomplish, accomplish is just to continue to be an advocate and be an active, an active participant in the process rather than a passive one. Um, because again, being, being in the youth game, I don't coach a lot of kids that look like me and the ones that do, I want to make sure that they know that they, they can achieve their goals. They can find success. They can find a career in sport. There are doors that they might not know are open that are. And so the more that I can, I can be visible and truly advocate and participate in the process for those kids, I think the better the game will be later on. Elias Perez, an advocate here, an ally as well. What are some things that uh, you're looking forward to as you are part of this API coaches community? Yeah, I, I guess continuing to, to come out and, and learn forever from everyone and just, just touching on Michelle's point from earlier, just, just trying to be more inclusive and open-minded. And similar to Michelle, I'm within the, the youth club setup. So I do interact with, with kids who, who look like me. And sometimes it's providing opportunities to players outside of the pay-to-play system. And I'd say that's probably the biggest goal for me this next year. Wow. At 25 years old, you are an amazing young man. And I do want to remind everybody that 
Stay with us because you will hear his entire 30 Under 30 interview with me after the next break. And before we take that final break, Ashu, I know you are, like me, a man who loves the shout-out. So how about um, taking some time to recognize some of the other key people that are part of your group? Yeah, Tiffany Roberts Sejeda could not be with us today, but she's um, we're very proud of her. She is one of the only API Heritage coaches in the whole uh, U.S. national team program at all ages, both genders. Obviously, she was a former World Cup champion, Olympic champion, NCAA champion. To go on to coach and have such success at the collegiate level and now the national team level is just amazing, and I wanted to give a shout-out to her. Kat Kozwarior, you've had her on the show before. Just a powerful presence in terms of coaching Iranians uh, women's national team, having played for them. You know, Alexa Diaz is administrator with the girls Academy league. And she's a Philippine former women's national team player. I feel like we have so many amazing people in our group. You do indeed a And I want to thank you and Michelle and Elas and Neil. Thanks so much, everybody. Appreciate you giving, uh, giving us the time and attention. Yeah. Thanks Dean. The pleasure is all mine as we're just learning and growing together. So I already teased it. We're going to hear more from this superstar 25-year-old Elias Perez-Satane. And I apologize, Elias, if I didn't hit that exactly right. But I am so excited to share your story after these messages. Does it feel like all you're doing to manage your team, club, or league is busy work? If so, League Apps can help you get back to doing what you love, delivering a powerful yet simple youth sports management platform from robust registration and payment tools to automated communications and other software integrations. League Apps saves you time and headaches. Less busy work, more time doing what you love. Go to leagueapps.com to learn more. League Apps is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. My favorite part of the show is we get to meet another outstanding member of the United Soccer Coaches 30 Under 30 class. Today, we meet Elias Jorge Perez Zatune. And welcome, Elias. Great to have you on. Hey, thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm doing great. So first off, tell us where you're calling in from to be on this podcast and what your current job is. Yeah, so I'm calling in from the office at Morris Elite Soccer Club um, based out of Madison, New Jersey. I'm a coach here. Um, I also have some some positions in the office. I'm the training program director. And another position I'm really excited about is uh, the community outreach manager. Outstanding, doing great work. So tell us your story. Where did you grow up? How did you end up in New Jersey? Did you play pro or college, all that good stuff? And when you got the coaching bug? I grew up born and raised in a, in a small town uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Um, mom and dad are, are from Mexico City. I, I was fortunate enough growing up as a kid to, to be able to go back to Mexico City in the in the summers, three months in the summers, a month and a half in, in the winters. So I, I really grew up with, with Spanish being my first language. I'm completely immersed in, in street soccer. Everyone's playing all day out there. Um, I, I have two older sisters. Um, Elena and Victoria and a younger brother, Jose, Jose Roque. Yeah, I, I grew up playing soccer, like I said, in, in Mexico. Um, and then back in the United States, um, mom and dad didn't, didn't really have, have, have the money um, to, to, to play, to pay to, to, for me to play in, inside of the club soccer environment. 
So, so a lot of it was just out with my friends. And, and I know that's the case for, for a lot of the players that I interact with today. I'd say I, I started playing organized soccer inside of uh, the public middle school and high school setting. And, and that's where, where I, I first came across and, and became influenced by, by, by big coaches that, that I know today. So, so I, I played under, under Scott Hancock and Andy Riggle at Gettysburg Area High School. Um, Andy Riggle was, was a college player at OU who played under um, Jay Martin. So, so I've been influenced by Jay's philosophy indirectly. And then Scott Hancock, probably one of the, one of the smartest men I know, um, Africana, Africana Studies professor, history professor at Gettysburg College. And I, I remember being in, in 2010, being like a freshman. And, and this was back when uh, the 10,000-hour rule, Malcolm Gladwell's uh, book came out. And, and he would share little, little insights with, with us and the team. I, I'd say I, I played throughout high school for them, loved playing for them. Didn't really have that many coaches growing up. But thankfully, the, the ones that I did have always made me feel feel really good about myself, always built me up, super positive, honest with me, very, very business um, oriented, great team culture. Um, as far as did I play in college? Um, I, I went to Gettysburg College. I, I tried out for the team and, and I, I didn't make the grade. So so I'd say as soon as uh, I, I as soon as I, I was informed that I, I didn't really make the team, that's that's where I started. Um, my, my search to, to, to start coaching and, and being involved in the game in, in some sort of different capacity. The first position I had was whenever I was teaching at Upper Adams Middle School and Big Liberal High School, I was an ELL assistant teacher. And the, the very first day, um, I, I had a lot of students who were, who were on the team. And, and I, I simply reached out to the head coach, Jeb Nelson, gave him a cold call at three o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, hey, coach, I'm a new teacher here. I don't know if you need any help. Um, this is my experience. This is my background. And, and he, he knew who I was and, and he, he opened the doors to, to his program to me and, and really gave me a lot of leeway and, and free reign as far as doing the warmups and, and showing up. Um, Cause I was already at the school and he'd come to practice a little bit late. So, so that was, I'd say, I, I know the exact date. It was August 17th. Um, 2017, the, the very first day I had my first training session and, and I walked off the field feeling, knowing that this was, this was exactly what I wanted to do the rest of my life. And in what capacity six or seven years ago, I had no idea, but it, it's something that I, I still feel very, I, I feel the same way walking off that field as I do today. Um, so that was, that was when I first started coaching and I was, I was 19 years old at the time coaching some seniors who were 18 years old and they didn't know how old I was, but it, it was one of those where um, I, I had to, to, to be a little bit more mature and, and maybe not so much a yeller, more so leading by example and, and being professional and, and showing up early and having an immaculate session and an immaculate field organized. I, I really wanted my, my standards to be high um, just because that's, that's how I, that's the environment that I grew up in. And uh, no, I, I'm still in communication with a lot of the, a lot of my old players, guys who, who I call my friends now. And I apologize to them because some of those first training sessions, I did not get everything right. I'd love to have those guys today, but uh, no, it was all, it was all great. It was amazing community, small, small knit community. 
I'd say 80 or 90% of the, the student population on the team were, were like myself. So, so it was the first time that they had a coach who looked like them, brown, Mexican-American background, spoke Spanish. It was great. It was a great time for me. Wow, great story, great passion. What is it about coaching that you find most enriching? Yeah, I would say the, the relationships you, you get to build with, with the players. And then um, depending on the environment, uh, I'm in the club, club scene now. There, there's a lot more opportunities to interact with families as opposed to in the school setting. It, it's more so one-on-one -on -one with the athlete. But yeah, I'd say it's definitely definitely seeing their development and, and honestly just just finding out what their goals and aspirations are and, and, and really dedicating myself to, to coming up with an individualized plan or, or, or some sort of uh, yeah, some sort of framework to, to, to better help them. When did you first learn about United Soccer Coaches and what has that organization meant to you? Yeah, so I first came across United Soccer Coaches through um, another local coach in the Pencil central Pennsylvania area, um, Julian Dorsey. Um, I, I reached out to him this, this past, I guess, like almost a year and a half ago now. Um, I, I was just looking to, to, to add more experiences under my belt. I, I was coaching at Keystone FC. Um, and, and he has a, a foundation called the JT Dorsey Foundation, and he was involved with uh, Harrisburg High School um, boys soccer. And so I'd go out in the summers with, with Coach Scott and, and just put on sessions. And, and he he was the one who, who told me about United Soccer Coaches. Um, since since I've been a member, um, I've been involved with different advocacy groups. And honestly, it's it's opened up a completely different world that I didn't know existed. Um, and to all, all the different coaches I meet, especially Latino coaches, I, I, I don't, I can't help myself, but share. Um, there's a, there's a lot of great things happening within the Latino advocacy group, but also under the entire umbrella of United soccer coaches. So how did you first come across the notion that they had these advocacy groups and besides the Latino soccer coaches, are there other advocacy groups that you're paying attention to? Yeah. Yeah. So from my first, I guess, involvement with United soccer coaches, it was, peak pandemic. Um, I, I was a member for like a month and, and I took a bunch of courses and just digging around on the website. I, I found out about the different groups. Um, I'd say I, I got more involved this past fall. Um, once I was, once I, it became known that I was one of the 30 under 30 members of the cohort. Yeah. So I'm part of the Latino advocacy group. Um, recently I kind of moved into a position inside of the leadership group within that. But I would say my mentor through the 30 under 30 program, Johnny Collins, um, he's um, born in South Korea. So, so he kind of um, invited me out to one of the API meetings. And honestly, I, I've been to every single API monthly meeting, Zoom and every single Latino one. And no, no, it's, it's been great. Just, just jumping on a call and connecting with people and, and seeing people that I met at convention or, or seeing people on the call that maybe I didn't have time to, to, to speak to at convention, but no, it, it's been all, it's been all good. And when you found out that you were part of this 30 under 30 class, can you put into words what it meant to you and maybe who were some of the first people you called when you learned that you got in? The, the first person I told was, was my mother, Victoria. Putting into words is, is difficult um, I couldn't believe it. I, I just seeing some of the different people who, who are also in, in the cohort. I mean, you got some, some, some high level coaches at D1 programs. You got coaches within the professional setup. 
at the time I was working as a Spanish speaking interpreter, um, four or five different part-time jobs as an interpreter coaching part-time. Um, and no, I, it, it's, it was, I don't know, the culmination of, of years of volunteering and, and years of trying to find different experiences under my belt, um, that have, no, it was, it was amazing. I, I, I can't, I don't remember what I, what I said, or I just remember telling my mom, mom, this happened. And I, I think we went out for ice cream. So you kind of alluded to the fact that you do have a story to tell about your family. How much do you want to share about that? I'm super proud of, of my heritage. Um, like I said, mom and dad are from Mexico City. Um, they both met in the 80s in university studying as a sociology majors. Um, dad, Jorge, was a, was a rural sociologist. Um, and yeah, he moved, he moved to the United States after working as a professor in Mexico. Um, he moved to the United States, obviously the opportunity, making more money over here, working um, in, in, as a dishwasher, working um, in the fields as, as a migrant laborer. And uh, he was an educated man, right? He had his university degree. Um, and But I, I would say that, yeah, he, he took a position. He, he became involved with uh, the Department of Education um, through the state of Pennsylvania, got involved at Gettysburg College as well through the Center for Public Service. Um, I guess his entire life was has been devoted to, to his family and then to, to his community. As a kid, growing up three, four, five, six years old on the weekends, one of the initiatives um, my late father had was uh, a Latino men's um, league. It was at one point, it was the biggest uh, Latino men's league um, in, in Pennsylvania. So I, I grew up every Saturday and Sunday tagging along with him from a very young age, going all over the state, all over Adams County, Pennsylvania, and, and just seeing the power of the sport, bringing so many different people together, people who, who typically don't have these sort of opportunities to, to play in um, organized matches. So, so I would say he's been the biggest pillar or, or inspiration, just, just seeing the, the amazing work that he did. Um, it, it pales in comparison to, to what I do. Um, but soccer was one of the of the many, many different things that that he was able to accomplish in his life. If you've listened to my interviews with other 30 under 30 members, I asked the crystal ball question. You've already had an amazing career. You talk with so much passion. You inspire me as I spend time with you. But have you thought about where you want to be 10, 15 years from now? Absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I've always known that I've, I've given my relationship with, with Spanish. I, I think I sleep, I dream in, in Spanish. I need to, to move to a country that is Spanish speaking. Um, at the time, dreams and aspirations, I'd like to, to go out to Spain. Um, but no, I'm totally open to, to Latin America. But the, yes, the, the end goal in 10 or 15 years, in 10 years, I'd say um, being in an academy, a professional academy, full time in, in Spain. How about you touched on some great mentors, but how about your best memory as a player and your best memory as a coach so far in your young career? Best, best memory as a, as a player. Honestly, it's, it's probably just my, my senior year of high school at Gettysburg High School playing under Scott Hancock and Andy Riggle. Um, I, I'm still so close, super close with, with a lot of the, the teammates inside of my grade. Um, and then uh, I'm super close with, with all the younger guys um, coming up through the classes, even the middle schoolers, I remember coming out to our games. And today, I, I, they're all on my phone. I, I talk to them weekly. 
Um, the, no, it, I'd say yes. Playing high school soccer at Gettysburg. Best memory as a coach was um, my first for yeah first year um, at Big River Area High School as an assistant coach. We actually played Gettysburg, and and I beat uh, my old coach one zero. Um, so that that was that was my best memory. Finally, as we end our time, this has been a great interview. When you hear these three words, United Soccer Coaches, what does it mean to you? It's an organization that that's a conduit for, for people to, to, to stay connected and, and to grow. Um, I, I think today in the soccer world, we, we all know this, that, that there are no secrets in soccer, right? We're, we're, all, we're all trying to, at the end of the day, improve. And this is, this is a very serious organization that has um, connections all over the world in different languages. Um, I'm someone who thinks that um, there is strength and diversity. There is strength and difference of opinions. And this is certainly an organization that tries to be more inclusive. As we say goodbye, any final message you want to share from where you're sitting right now with the members that listen every week to the United Soccer Coaches podcast? For, for a young coach younger than myself, I'm 25. Um, yeah, just, just get out there. Um, I would get in contact. The first thing I'd do, I'd, I'd get in contact with, with the head coach and just volunteer your services, volunteer your time. And, and you'll, you'll pick up tidbits of information off them. And, and honestly, that, that's, that's the only thing I'd, I'd share. I love it. You were a great interview, great member of the 30 Under 30 class. Thank you so much for being on this week's United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by League Apps. Thank you. I thank you and I thank all of our guests today for a great show. I also want to thank Bailey Conklin, Brandon Milburn, Erica Dyer, Jeff Van Dusen, and the great folks at United Soccer Coaches as well as our producer, Colin Thrash. For each and every one of them, and all of you, I'm Dean Linky. We'll see you next week for another edition of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by League Apps. Thanks for listening to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by League Apps. League Apps is the leading youth sports management platform, providing organizations with the technology and professional development they need to run, grow, and win. To learn more about League Apps, find them at leagueapps.com or as League Apps on all of the social networks. And to learn more about United Soccer Coaches, visit us at unitedsoccercoaches.org.